Welcome to the Swisspreneur Show, a podcast about startup stories and hands-on learnings from experienced entrepreneurs. My name is Sylvan, and I will be your host. Together with Startup Ticker, Switzerland's largest news portal for startups, Swisspreneur presents the Startup of the Week. For 10 consecutive weeks, we will portray a Swiss startup that is currently doing fundraising. Especially in times of COVID-19, we want to actively support startups and strengthen the ecosystem. Today's guest is Michael Besmer, CEO and co-founder of OnSite. The Swiss startup developed a high-resolution microbial monitoring and laboratory automation device. This means less effort, more data and the deeper insights. We talk about Michael's background, how they bootstrapped the company so far, and what their plans look like for the future. Let's talk to Michael. Michael, a very well welcome to the Swisspreneur Show, to the Startup of the Week edition. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Uh, good morning. Thanks for having me. So today we're going to talk about your startup on site. And I'm very curious to know more about what actually motivated you to start your own company. Um, yeah, so OnSite goes back uh, to my PhD work um, at ETH and Airwalk um, in Switzerland. Um, so it's the Water Research Institute of, of ETH. Um, and I did my PhD there and I got in touch with, uh, with the basic technology that is part of, of what we do now. Um, and, and I had the uh, pleasure of, of doing a very applied uh, project there um, in the canton of Baseland in the north of Switzerland. And essentially came up with the core technology that we are marketing now um, back then. And it was it was a pure research project. And essentially we did that for ourselves to, to solve our own problems uh, or the ones posed to us. And, um, you know, already during the PhD, because we worked so applied and it became clear that other people um, wanted to 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 use this technology. And I think that's a great start. And and. Frankly, I didn't really know what else to do, and I, I, I enjoy. I mean, my PhD was was a, was a lot of fun, um, and and actually the transition didn't even feel um, very strong um, because I was keep doing my own thing, and I really enjoyed what I what, what I was doing, and and this was ironically this was probably the easiest way, even though it was not easy, um, always to to keep doing what what I enjoyed doing um, for for many years already, and so uh, that was I think that's a great motivation. Absolutely. I also think that starting with your own problem and solving that is probably one of the best motivations that you can have for starting a company. Yes. So what's the, the exact problem that you solve with your startup and also for your customers? So basically, why do customers buy from you? Uh, what problem do you solve for them? So it's a bit technical um, to understand. I'll try to keep this um, as simple as possible. So essentially, um, if, if people produce something, um, um, shall we say that involves something in liquid form, water in, in whatever um, form, um, uh, then you know they, they need to keep an eye on the quality of their product and they need to keep an eye um, on, on whether their production process and their production facilities are, are operating in, in a proper way to, to make sure they, they um, produce uh, things in a in 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 a, in consistently high and and quality, and and so all these production facilities are full of of sensors, um, for for pH or conductivity or temperature or all these things which 
what we call chemical and physical um, quality parameters of, of, of what they do. And, and that makes a lot of sense. And they, they monitor this 24-7 uh, um, permanently so that they have permanent information. And if something goes wrong, they see it immediately and they can, can, um, can take action um, to make sure that, that things don't become problematic or, 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 or in the worst case, stop the production. And, and then they wouldn't send out the products to the customers. And, and so they've been doing this for a long time, and this makes a lot of logic sense. This is all about risk management and process analytics to, to hedge against risks um, and also to make the production processes very efficient. And, and for microbiology, so for, for bacteria and microalgae and yeast, which are very, very important, so they can be dangerous, but they, they're also very important to help producing things. So think of food and beverages, um, but also biotechnology. That's actually where, where microorganisms do the job for us. Um, it's very hard to measure them. Um, and there's very old, very slow um, methods are being used, which are all in the laboratory and take a lot of work. And it's, it's very far away from, from real-time information. Um, and that's essentially what we start to provide. Um, so we, it's not a sensor in terms of technology, but the data that people can get out looks exactly like the data they get from their other sensors, but it's now for microorganisms. And, and that's the big step that we are um, enabling our customers to do to kind of complete, in a sense, their surveillance of their processes. And, and we believe this is extremely important because microorganisms are extremely important in those processes. Absolutely. That's a very fascinating area. And I think behind every fascinating uh, startup idea is also a fascinating team. Can you maybe tell us a bit more about your team and you know, the background and experience that you bring to the table? Yes. Um, so so we, I have to say we are not quite the, the classic um, startup team from from technical universities so you know two or three guys doing phd next to each other and then have a colleague from maybe from st colin you know how and i mean i mean that's a good setup right um and so that was just not the case because we were a small group so there was nobody who was doing phd next to me on that topic so i had to um compile my founding team a bit differently um and and so the inventor um, who is an engineer, so I'm not an engineer by training, I'm more the analytics person, um, was part of the founding team. He then got a colleague in um, who, who, who founded his, or was part of his own um, ETH spin-off um, and also has an, an EMBA from, from IMD in Lausanne. So he's an engineer by training, has been in his startup for 10 years um, and also has a very strong uh, business development and, and sales and marketing background. Um, and 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 helped and then we i got another friend who is quite a bit older than myself who is really good with with finances and all of these things so this was a bit the founding team and everybody was was hands-on but but not um you know 100 percent in in terms of of, of workload and um, because they had jobs of their own um but it was a good start and and in terms of diversity of backgrounds so i came from the user side um we had a tech guy who, who also helped us outsourcing what we call executing engineering um, uh, early on in trustworthy hands. Um, so we also, you know, kind of have a, had a lean organization with very careful outsourcing from the beginning, um, the finances, and then obviously the, the business development where where I um, had a lot to learn. Um, so I had the user view, but, you know, but the tools and, and the strategies of, of how to, kind of approach customers and things like this and, and try to understand customer value really and also 
you know, take a bit of a sciencey approach on 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 that, not only on the tech, but on 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 that. And that was extremely helpful. And then we we relatively early on started to hire people um, to to strengthen the team, um, in addition to the outsourcing. Um, and and so we 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 first hired people with a with a kind of a technical background and and then that person didn't work out i think that was more a personal thing and then we said oh no now we need sales guys and then and that also didn't work out and so now we have sorted it out so we really now have a, a strong team um so i have uh, two female colleagues um who work with me as well um who who have a science background a microbiology background but are eager and open um, to to embrace um, our our uh, business development and sales marketing framework, which is not super elaborate but very straightforward, um, and that's how we we essentially balance these things. Um, but but the advantage really is that we are not techies um, in that sense. I think this is as great as these these people are. I think this can be a bit challenging sometimes um, because you you lose the the the, the customer value. Um, perspective sometimes because you enjoy your machine so much which you also do um, but so this has proven to work out really well and then around that we obviously have have great people who consult us with with a lot of experience perfect i think with uh, such a great team i'm sure that you also uh, achieved certain milestones recently can you tell us a bit more about the recent milestones that you passed with uh, on site yeah so i mean not going to go all of them over all of them but so so we've been around for three years um and the nice thing was that we essentially started with a product already i mean it's a bit rough but it was it was not you know tape and, and cardboard it was it was a real thing um and so we started selling very early on and so i mean our first sale was in after i think six months or so obviously with a bit of preparation even before we were founded um so 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 I would maybe summarize um, <laughs> that until now we have uh, we have had about twenty uh, or more uh, successful projects with paying customers. That's a mixture between sales and sales support and and consultancy a little bit, and then kind of contracts where we where we do measurement campaigns for a period of time and, and just analyze the data and write up a report. And so um, and that has also generated about eight hundred thousand Swiss francs of revenue, which I mean is not the world, but you know for a small startup, I think this is really nice. And and so essentially, what I would m maybe say is that we have um, and then sorry we have innovated um, internally once more. So after we started with a pretty in good product already, we we essentially already took the feedback from the users um, and and innovated our product once. Um, so. Uh, um, and, and that came out um, end of 2019 and, and we successfully established that now um, the next generation in the market. Um, so I think that's an, another key um, milestone. And um, yeah, so I think it's probably the most important ones. Absolutely. Cool. And, you know, what's also always interesting is to think or to also have a look at the competitive landscape. Is there anyone out there who you see as a competitor or as a replacement of your product that you have to compete with or that you have also to, you know, to sort of win over them in order to sell your product? Um, so so I'll, I'll answer to the first afterwards. Um, there is a bit of competition. Um, so we're not quite replacing stuff that exists. Um, and in that sense, this is also what makes it interesting. 
um, but also a bit difficult both to its customers and to its investors because we cannot just say, well, you know, we do that and we do it a bit faster and it costs, you know, 10% of what it used to cost. Um, so these are very classic, um, um, uh, you know, value pitches. And that's not the case. Um, so, so we essentially generate much more information uh, for customers and, 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 you know, more valuable information. And it's a bit of a paradigm shift, which is exciting, um, but it, it takes a bit more explaining. And, and once people, you know, get it, um, then then that can work well. Um, and and in terms of competition, so there is some indirect competition. So the, the big theme of microbial, what, what I call microbial monitoring, so this idea of keeping an eye on microorganisms always in real time, um, so this is a big thing. So it's still early-ish stage, but I mean, that is a very clear trend. And there is a number of um, also big players um, uh, that, that try to come up with solutions and some have already disappeared again because they didn't work. Um, but so there, I think the bigger field is open, but this competition I feel is so indirect that it's, you know, I actually enjoy that because that means there is, you know, there is a market really. And then with a bit more direct competition where, where shall we say that the technology is, is, um, is rather similar-ish, although solved in, in a different way, um, that exists. Um, I, I would essentially say one company exists um, that does something rather similar. Um, they're very focused on drinking water. Um, which is also where we originate from, and so in the beginning we thought, you know, this is this is a, a, a rather direct and, I mean, difficult competition, so to speak. Um, by now, I I think not. I mean, uh, not even to be negative about them. I think they have a very focused product, um, which also limits it a little bit. Um, which is great, but but we I think there is enough space. Um, and again, at the same time, I enjoy not being the only one because otherwise I should maybe see a doctor because I have you know visions which <laughs> visions of the bad kind, so to speak. Exactly. So there, there there is sort of a confirmation that you know there is something coming up, there is a trend, and you are probably active in the right market. But you also clearly differentiate yourself from targeting different niches than other companies out there. Yes, I strongly believe so. And and in terms of core technology, I think us and this other company, we probably made the right pick for, you know, amongst, shall we say, two or three possible ways of finding microorganisms. So in that sense, we there we both have a com uh, an advantage towards, towards others, so what I would call more indirect competition. And then between us, I think there is enough space, really. And we, we, we do differentiate. I mean, Perfect. That makes sense. You know, sometimes not necessarily linked to competition, but in general, we also like to talk about challenges. If you think back to three years of on-site, what was like one of the biggest challenges that you had to face and how did you overcome it? <laughs> so so there is maybe two. Um, so I'm, I, I will say Corona is not easy, but, but I will not talk about that. Um, also, I think as a startup, ironically, I felt more prepared than others because we have to improvise and be flexible always. So that's so, a constant mindset. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Um, it really is. And and lean organization and you know um, and and having been set up not too long ago, um, and and having yeah having a, you know working in the cloud from day one and stuff like that. Um, so I think the biggest challenge really has been people. 
um, also the biggest pleasure. So I, I want to be clear about this. Um, but but you know finding the right people, um, be it for the team, um, being for for you know in the beginning when when we found it. Um, uh, and 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 then if if there is changes in people's life and, and you know they want to phase out not not because they dislike the company but you know they they can't you know um, ha they don't have enough time or so um, and and then replacing them and you know finding this mixture also as a founder and and as the head of of a company to to you know go your own way and and still have sparring partners and and take into account their 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 advice. Um, and then you see it also with customers. I mean, um, you know, we have a good pitch, we have a good product. I'm, I'm sure, um, but it really depends who, who you're gonna meet on the other, on the other end. Um, and so, so I think um, finding, finding the right people, um, and, and getting in touch with the right people is, is really what, what makes the difference. Um, if, if you have a decently good product and a de decently good organization, maybe a bit more specifically, how to overcome it. I'll, I'll focus maybe on the team. Um, so, so I, so I, I, I have two souls in my, in my, in my, in myself. So, so I have a very good intuition, I believe with people, um, and I have a very strong analytical mindset, um, you know, and I try to kind of think things through and, and make logic sense of that. And, and, and that's still good. I mean, I think this is a brilliant mixture actually, but, but I, I, uh, I learned in this context that that intuition really is more important. Obviously, one has to check people through on a on a practical level as well. But um, I I really have learned to trust my intuition more again. Uh, and and if if I get irritated, I mean even on a on a very small level um, when interviewing with people, um, then 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 it's probably not right. And that doesn't mean there can never be an irritation. But I think. Um, so my last two hires were good, and my first three hires were, shall we say, mixture, although with a positive tendency at least. <laughs> um, and I think my last two hires um, were good. Um, uh, so one has been with us for one and a half years, and that was brilliant. Um, and, and and the other one remains to be seen, but I I'm very I have a very good feeling, and that was because I didn't trust my intuition uh, enough um, in the beginning. Um, because it was new and, and it was uncertain. Um, and now I feel more comfortable about that. D did you do anything in particular, you know, to, to change that or to also reflect on your intuition that helped you to make these better decisions? Because I think that's a very interesting topic. Yeah. So I was just listening more carefully to myself, um, you know, during interviews, after interviews. Um, and we did also, I think, change... Um, the interview question and style a little bit um, to really feel the person more and 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 worry a bit less about about you know technical questions so to speak um, and definitely also I mean you know I mean ha have two rounds of interview and if, if needed three I mean the third can be via phone if needed um, and just you know not not jumping to decisions um, too easily um, and, and, and so what I started to do also with some people is to, to in the second round, say, you know, let's reserve a bit more time and let's go to, lab to the laboratory um, and, and, you know, kind of casually do a small job with them, which is not really about testing whether they can, you know, hold a tool or, or something like this. But it's, 
you know, and also not to stress them out. I mean, I, that's not my point um, to see how they work under pressure. That's also important. But to, because then you speak and you, you know, you do something and, and you speak and, 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 and you catch them a bit in a different mode of operation. And I think this gave me, gave me really good feeling. Um, and, and, and always something goes wrong anyway, you know, and then you still see how they react and, and they catch them a bit off guard. So that, that I felt was, was, uh, was, I mean, it's not particularly original, but, but it helped me a lot to feel people better. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I can only underline what you just said. I think this is such an important part to listen to your intuition. Yeah. Currently you're also fundraising. Um, can you tell us a bit more about how much money you're actually looking for and what the milestones that you want to achieve with that money are? So we're looking for 1 million Swiss francs. I mean, we have a bit of a bandwidth there, um, but that's, that's the target. Um, we essentially want to um, uh, do two things. So we have, um, we have uh, well, two and a half, shall we say. So we have one, one more um, product generation uh which are, we are developing and uh, we've already started this but we need a bit of money um i'd say maybe 30 percent or so um we're also applying for non-dilutive funding to 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 back that that but in case we don't get that we we need we need a bit of the of the fundraising money for that um not going to go into detail um but essentially that really is maybe not the final but but the answer to to all the feedback that we've had um, which should really take away the key limitations which um, which we feel uh, are, are hindering us from from entering more uh, an exponential growth phase. So really scaling is the goal, not a scaling fi uh, financing round yet. It's our series A. So we, we are only founder base, uh, found, uh, the, only the founders have, have, uh, have uh, contributed capital until now. Um, so it's our series A, um, but the goal is to create the product that allows scaling. And, and it's not starting from scratch, it's really having the next generation. And we think that's pretty much it. And then we will keep innovating that a little bit. And then the other thing is to enable the scaling, we need to broaden the team, um, especially on the sales and marketing side. We will also work with, with uh, strategic distribution partners to scale up. So we're not gonna um, you know, bl uh, uh, blow up our organization, but also these can only be effective if you um, have good people supporting them. And that's essentially what we need the, the money for, um, to scale up the team so that we're ready to scale up the sales um, yeah, that, and, and the organization on, on a bit of practical levels, of course, but, but that's a minor, minor share. Yeah. By the way, also congratulations on bootstrapping so far. I think these are always the most admiring uh, entrepreneurs that are able to actually create a company and bootstrapped up to a certain level and don't need any external funding. So congratulations for that. Thanks. <laughs> Before we wrap up this session, um, I have some rapid fire questions for you. Um, just three short ones uh, where we are curious to learn more about you. What was your first job or your summer job in general as a teenager? So I didn't have a summer job. I was, I was, I was giving some ex extra lessons to, to, to younger students, essentially. Um, and uh, during summer holiday, I, I took all these courses where you could see, you know, how they burn trash or recycle stuff and foster my curiosity, which helped me become a good researcher. <laughs> nice. Cool. <laughs> and what are you most proud of in, in your life? Yeah, so that's easy. So that's my two children, um, two girls, um, six, seven and nine. And they're awesome. And they are um, also very curious. And I'm 
proud about that. That said, I am also proud of onsite, and that's my my other kid. Um, but I'm more more proud of my kids. But the thing which you mentioned last, so building onsite for three years, um, and and essentially self financed until now, um, this is not a small achievement. So I'm pretty proud on that as well. Yeah. And what's also a surprising fact that people don't know about you? So um, I, I don't have too many secrets. Um, so 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 maybe it, it is an ironic story. So I I've been dealing with water my whole professional career, and I'm pretty crazy about water um, in in pretty much every form. But I can't swim, so it's a, a long story why. Oh, a pretty nice. good reason why I can't. But so I'm I, I'm actually a bit afraid of water because I would drown in it. Um, so I have I love water so much, but I don't like to be in water too much. That's a very interesting relationship. <laughs> you have. It is. It is. A bit, <laughs> it is. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Right. Thank you so much for your time, Michael. It was a pleasure talking to you and we wish you all the best and lots of success with the ongoing fundraising, but also with on-site for the future and for a hopefully successful scale up. Yes, thank you so much. It was a pleasure being here and uh, I hope it was interesting for the audience. Today's episode was brought to you by SBB Startup. If you think that your startup or your idea is a good fit to the Swiss Railways, get in touch with them at sbbstartup.com. It doesn't matter if you're an already established company or just have an idea, the dedicated team behind SBB Startup is here to help you and to evaluate the good fit to the Swiss Railways. In order to contact them, visit sbbstartup.com. Thank you very much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed the content, we would be thrilled to receive your rating on Apple Podcasts. That way you not only support Swisspreneur, but also help other entrepreneurs discovering the show and finding more valuable information on how to run their businesses. Next week, we will already be back with an all new episode of the Swisspreneur Show, so we hope to see you again then for a new episode.